Yeah. yeah. Sometimes they'll change ties. <laughs> it's the theater of it all. Yeah. Oh, it's all yeah. for the audience. But it's sweater all weather, so. so yeah. <laughs> all right, let's pray. Great. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Just give you thanks. Blessed Trinity, for all the graces and blessings you've put in our life. We ask you, Lord, to just fill the space with your love as we talk about Newman Centers and the church and evangelization that conversation is always focused on you, Lord, and everything that we do is always for your glory in building the kingdom of God. And we ask uh, for our patron saints and guardian angels to guide us and protect us, especially um, as we call upon our Lady's intercession. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mary Mother, Mother of God, God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. death. Amen. St. Edward, pray for pray us. For us. John Newman. Pray for us. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. I almost called him John Paul Newman. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm losing. It's better it than Paul Newman. <laughs> 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 St. Paul Newman. Yes. I believe in the, the un, unbounded mercy of God, but I don't believe that Paul Newman will ever be canonized mm, as saint. I hope he's there. I hope he's there. I hope he repents him. I hope so. And threw himself at the foot of Christ's cross and begged for mercy and said, I love you. I want to be with you forever. I feel like that's how I'm going to get into heaven. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Well, welcome to our ed, our podcast, Ed Talks, where we hope to inspire saints to inspire saints to build the kingdom of God. Amen. I got it all up that yes, time. Yes, you did. This is, wow. And dear listener, we have yet another guest on the podcast uh, this week, Becca Sire. Did I get that right? You did. Nice. Yes. Becca Sire <laughs> from... The Newman Center at the University of Illinois at Chicago. Welcome, mm-hmm. Mecca. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Uh, so, since you are not a parishioner, mm-hmm. many of our well, we don't have all, we have plenty of listeners, but um, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Who you are? Where you're from? Sure. How I ended up at the Newman Center? Absolutely. Yes. So, I am the director of campus ministry at the St. John Paul II Newman Center at the University of Illinois at Chicago. So, it's a very long title. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> the long title. Are you an employee of the Archdiocese? Yes. That is an Archdiocesan. Technically, yes. We are Archdiocesan entity under the Parish Vitality and Mission Department. So, so you yes. Exactly. Yes. Yes. So, I've been there. I'm on my seventh year now, which is wild. Right. Okay. Yes. Yes. Um, but born second and raised. Class, yeah. Into yes. It is. It's sessions. very exciting to see a whole group through. But this is very non-traditional campus, so it's not your typical four-year students. So I have students that have been there since yeah day one, <laughs> leaving there, which is great. And we do laugh about that. Awesome. <laughs> yes. They don't want to leave. <laughs> they don't want to leave. Um, but yeah, born and raised in Roanoke, Virginia. Um, Virginia. Yes. yes. Oh, we gotta, love it. Gotta do it. Two the VA. Up, two down. VA. <laughs> That's a B, listener. Yeah. That's an A. That's our postal code. Exactly. Yes. Yes. So, born and raised there. Love it. Um, Definitely miss it and the beauty of the fall, especially fall Mm -hmm. season. It's Mm -hmm. stunning. Um, But then I did a grad school program out of the University of Notre Dame called the Echo Program. And it's a two year service learning program. You go work full time at a parish while getting your master's in theology. And I was placed at a parish in Naperville. Um, so that's got me introduced to the Chicagoland area, although my mom was born in Chicago, so I've always known Chicago. I've extended family in Chicago. 51st and Harding, so the south side, yes, yes. Um, From the city. 
Oh, yes. <laughs> so, and I have extended family in the suburbs. So I've always known Chicago, but never imagined living here. And then fell in love with it, had a lot of connections when I was working at the parish and still felt a tug on my heart to work in campus ministry specifically. And so the position opened up and now I'm living in downtown Chicago. <laughs> and I love cool. it. Yes. I taught, I taught down there. I taught at Our Lady of the Snows at 48 okay. Bloomington. Yeah. Real close to That's great. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so you director campus ministry. Yes. What what do you do? Yeah. Oh yes, every day is different. Or maybe what don't you do? <laughs> every day is different. I wear a lot shorter. of hats. Yes. <laughs> they all the students call me the Newman mom, so <laughs> that gives you any indication of That's what awesome. I have to do. Um, no, every day is different. So a lot of it is mentorship of students. We're just providing spiritual formation, spiritual accompaniment of students. Ultimately. Our mission statement is to help college students encounter Christ. They can become more fully alive in him. And so that looks very different for a lot of different students. So we're kind of seeing where they're at in terms of their spiritual journey and then walking with them based on that. Mm -hmm. So it sounds like you have to be very versatile. We do. So you're not only – so you're both evangelizing Mm -hmm. to non-believers or fallen away Catholics but also trying to walk with – regular All in. Catholics yeah. that, are, that are just looking to deepen their spiritual life. Sure. There are some students that come in our doors ready day one to go towards sainthood. They're like, cool. help me. <laughs> help me get there, right? But then we also have students that come in that they, they're coming in with a friend that want nothing to do with the church, but their friend invited them to the space. And it's, what's unique about our Newman Center is we have a coffee shop in-house, which is a very big evangelization thing. So we have so many students that come in that... Like a legit coffee shop. Legit, like secular coffee shop. We have merch, all of it. And That's so, cool. so students come in, they what's don't even know. It's called Core Coffee, C O R. Yep, so yeah. Core Core Locutor. That's what we named it after. So. Yeah. The yeah. Heart speaks to hearts. <laughs> so yeah, and and that's truly the mission of it is that we want to speak to the heart of every single person that comes in the doors. So we want to potentially have an encounter with Christ through a good cup of coffee and a good conversation. So that place is packed every single day. It's amazing, really? and it's a lot of friends bringing friends, and we have some Bible studies that are happening there that aren't even Catholic Bible studies. It's just they feel comfortable there yeah. and they want to have good conversations. So it's exciting to see that place filled, but these are people that would never otherwise step in our doors, you know, mm-hmm. because of the stereotypes associated with Catholic centers and being Catholic. Yes, yes, it's good. So we've heard that it's the best cup of coffee on campus. Oh, so okay. yes, right. yes, it is a good goal. It is a good goal. It's very cool. Mm-hmm. I was just talking with one of our uh, members of our youth group, Tina, and she was telling me, mm-hmm. she was saying, wow, it's okay, right, if I bring, like, friends? I'm like, yeah, <laughs> that's the point. Yeah. And, she's yeah. Like, and then I have to, like, sign up. I was like, no, nobody has to sign up. You just right. come. She's like, I was telling them about, like, the chips and the soda. And they were like, yeah. <laughs> so in high school, oh, yeah. it's like chips and soda. You move to college, it's like, Give me some coffee. Some good coffee. Yeah. coffee, pizza, oh, you name it. You Jimmy food. John's. We do so. We always provide food. Like we usually do a home cooked meal for a lot of our events. So it's nice. very stressful to be feeding like two hundred people when they come to an event. But you are the Newman yeah, literally, <laughs> I get paid. I get paid to pray and play. That's what I say because that's pretty much sums it up. I get to pray with my students with the sacraments and everything, but I also get to play with them too and provide food. That's I cook all the time for my students. So yes. So what are like so what are the diff so you have the, the coffee shop um, mm-hmm. what are other ways that you reach 
the students at, at UIC. Yeah, sure. So what's so nice... from across the board, from the non-believer to yeah. the, I'm ready to be a saint. Mm-hmm. Certainly there's different entry points, right, based on, yeah, where people are at in their spiritual journey. So... We kind of go, so we have focused missionaries on our campus, Fellowship of, yeah, (laughs) good thing you asked, yeah, good thing you asked. Yep, so it's Fellowship of Catholic University Students, it's a national organization, they send out young people fresh out of college who've applied and been accepted to be missionaries, they get formed, and then they go to campuses to really make disciples. So it looks differently, like there's Bible studies, they do one-on-one discipleship with students, um, ultimately just wanting to be their friend and just show them what authentic joy looks like and the abundant life looks like so they're certainly helpful to be really in the field like on campus just meeting people and showing them what true joy looks like Um, they'll hang out in the student centers they'll hang out on the quads uh, they'll go to sporting events just to meet the students usually with other students too because it's good to have peer-to-peer already Um, rather than just rando person being like, who are you? (laughs) Um, So, yes, exactly. (laughs) We don't want to be weird. Um, So, yeah, so they're in those spaces. So it's kind of like, yeah, we want to invite students into our home, but we need that invitation into the home. So they're kind of letting them know the home is there. It is your home, but we want to walk you into the home, essentially. So so they're doing that outreach. Um, We'll do... We kind of follow their model of win, build, send. So win is kind of the one end of the evangelization spectrum of just trust building. So that would look like, you know, we have a huge parking lot party that we do every single day where we just invite students to come and we every give day? not every day. Sorry, oh, <laughs> every like, year, every year. Oh no, 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 not every day. Every year. <laughs> No, that would be a little crazy. No, every year, every year during Welcome Week, yes. Ooh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Take a breather. Like, you gotta go. <laughs> yeah, we got that parking lot party starting soon. <laughs> no, not every day. Every year, every year during Welcome Week, it's one of our big events. So that's when we see like 250 students because wow. students will pass by. And we have designated student leaders, almost a street evangelization team, just standing on the street being like, so when people are looking in saying, what's that? What's that party? They're like, this is your party. Come on in, (laughs) you know? So, yeah, so we'll do a lot of events like that, or we're getting ready to do like a fall fest, you know, your typical Halloween. We're doing a haunted house in the Newman Center. The students go all out. It's it's, it's a little wild, yes, (laughs) but it's very exciting. So that's a one night, one day thing? Yes, yeah, just a one night thing, a two hour free haunted house on campus. So it's a very easy sell for a lot of friends to be like, hey, come to this haunted house, right? So that's that's kind of the goal of these win events is that you can invite anyone. There's no like weirdness because it's just come and be in community with people, right? Is there a little Catholic angle to the haunted house? Like you get like no, usually don't. <laughs> we cool. have a little Easter egg. That would be kind of fun. Yeah, you I mean, if you walk around the rosary, nobody will spook yeah, you. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's like it's your fast pass or something. Yeah, who knows? But yeah, so those events are meant to be yeah purely secular, and then maybe some good conversations happen there sure. for a deeper invite. But then our but build they events. See that you're not weird. Exactly. Yep. Yeah, that's just the entry to say, wow, this is a really cool. And we've had people like students say, this is an amazing community. Like it's it's crazy. These people are joyful and and even you know when we have I know when we have our outdoor events too you just you hear the laughter you hear the joy so when you pass by you're naturally looking you're like what's going on over there you know on an otherwise dead campus so yeah so they they're naturally attracted to it and they come and that's a very easy entry point to just get introduced to our community ironically do you think it's because at some level do you think that it's a strength that there's a a commuter aspect to UIC because I mean a lot of times mm. you think that that's a challenge right sure but here because commuter schools struggle 
mm-hmm. to form community, yeah. when there is one, it becomes right. way attractive, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you go to some place where everyone's living on campus, everyone's mm-hmm. seven hours away, <coughs> you, you have to form communities, right? But yeah. community schools just kind of come and go, and, right. and it's really hard to get going what you guys have successfully done. Sure, Do you yeah. think in a weird way that it's actually beneficial that you're in a community. Yeah, it could be. I, I think, yeah, and what was challenging at first, because I, I did not come from a primarily commuter campus. My college experience was residential, so it was like all of our meetings were at 7 p.m., 8 p.m. at night, and everyone did something, so it's just you were there. What else are you going to do, sit in your dorm room? No. So, But what's interesting about the commuter lifestyle is that these students are very much living this work home, work home, work mm-hmm. home, with work being their schooling, and so we have to kind of, you know, somehow reach them to get them to want to spend maybe an extra hour on campus before mm-hmm. going home because they see it as worthwhile. Yeah. But a lot of them, they just get in this, I just need to get my schooling done and then that's it mentality. And I think certainly the pandemic kind of added to that because mm-hmm. they didn't want to, you know, be in community or anything. So they just don't get sick, right? But we had to kind of break that to say, no, community is actually worth it. And a lot of times it's through these win events where they say, whoa, this is amazing community. Like, I didn't even know that I was missing this part of my life until they experience Mm -hmm. it. And they're like, okay, this is a worthwhile investment for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, With, I just, back to logistics, where is CORE Coffeehouse? And it's in our Newman Center. And where is that? Like, what are the crossroads? Yeah, yeah. So we're on South Morgan Street. So South Morgan and Taylor, we're at the end of a cul-de-sac, yep. All right, and Mm it's not hard to miss? No, not not the coffee shop. Yeah, we have a whole sign outside, so that's why it, it looks like a secular coffee shop. I have a Father Connor. He has his usual. All the, the student baristas know his usual order too, so they usually have it ready before he even orders because they know. Yeah, they know. Well, you don't give me anything. Yeah. Oh no! I give you no shortage of grief. <laughs> that's well, right. That's, yeah. And at the truth. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, good. So, when a student comes mm-hmm. to college, because I think that there's a lot of parents, grandparents listening. There, mm-hmm. I, in fact, I know there are some of our members of the youth group that listen to this. Mm-hmm. Shout out to you. I know Marlena. <laughs> I know you're here, oh. a faithful listener. Um, She's a senior in high school, mm-hmm. goes to college. Mm-hmm. What? What's your? How do you find the Newmans? Do you wait till they find you? How yeah. do you proactively like? What's your advice for sure. a, for a senior mm-hmm. who's starting day one at a new college? Yeah, sure. So certainly doing the research in advance is helpful because you know where it is. You know they're going to have mass, etc. Um, but not the reality is a lot of campuses don't have Newman centers. Some mm-hmm. of them just have you know Catholic campus ministry groups. So. A lot of those organizations are listed. I, I know a lot of schools have a huge list of all the student orgs that are participating in the campus, you know. So that's certainly an easy place to see is just look and see, okay, where is the Catholics here? Um, a, lot of, a lot of schools will also do, like, involvement fairs, right, the first week of school where they put all the orgs on the quad and you can kind of explore. Um, so I know we certainly have a presence there to let people know where we are. We're very blessed is that we get to, we have a partnership with the school that we get to get a list of the names of everyone who's identified as Catholic that's coming to UIC um, so that we can just say, hey, we're here and here's our mass times if you want to get involved. Um, This is everything you need to know. So that's really helpful. So we can do some initial outreach before school even begins to meet these students. But then it's up to the students to actually say yes, right? We can extend the invite, but they have to be the ones to say yes. A lot of it is pulling teeth. (laughs) It's like maybe five, six, seven invites before they come, but 
right? Um, we try the best we can to get our name out there to have that invite for them, and then it's up to them to say yes and to come check it out, you know? That's cool. Mm-hmm. And, and if, you, if your kid or your grandchild <clears throat> goes to a college and has not been invited, encourage that, that son, daughter, grandchild to seek out a mm-hmm. Human Center Academy yeah. and let them know. I bet that, that I bet most oh, universities would be willing to say, "Oh, sure, yeah, we'll." Uh, you know, yes. if they're not doing it now. Right. Start doing it. Encourage people. Yeah. Like, hey, this is something they're doing at University of Illinois Chicago, and with great success. Mm-hmm. Or there might be a parish nearby. That's true. Yeah. Like, like I know some some Dominicans. I forgot which university it is, mm-hmm. but they have the parish close to the campus. Mm-hmm. So the parish offers college campus ministry, right. even though the the college doesn't. Mm-hmm. It's not a college organization, but mm-hmm. the parish does it because there's nothing at the university. So yeah. other places to look as well. Yeah, that's usually the norm is that there'll be some sort of partnership with the parish that's nearby. And mm-hmm. normally the chaplain of the Newman Center, the campus ministry, is also the full-time pa- – I don't know how they do it, but they're the full-time yeah. pastor at the parish. So we're very blessed in that. We have two chaplains at our Newman Center that are full-time there. They don't have all these other obligations. They're not at a parish. And we advocated for that because we said certainly – we need that, you know, almost like peer-to-peer mentorship, especially from a spiritual father, to accompany these students the four or five, six years that they're there. Um, certainly to provide sacraments. I mean, the fact that they can offer confession whenever a student feels called to go to confession is great. We have a designated time, but if a student comes in and is like, I need to go, we're like, let's yeah. do it, you know. Yeah. Um, that is great. Yeah, awesome. it's wonderful. So how many students are do you, is you, the, your Newman Center, servicing? <laughs> Yeah, that's a great question. So I think there's different levels of engagement, right? So we have some students that are just coming to Sunday Mass. We have some students that are just coming to daily Mass because with it being commuter campus, a lot of students Mm -hmm. will go at home, right? Um, We have some students that are just coming into Core Coffee, and that's it. (laughs) So so I think we have about – we just did some numbers recently. I think about 129 we counted students that are at at least actively involved. Mm -hmm. So that could be a Bible study participant. Right. Um, Could be a regular attendee of, you know, any of our liturgies. Um, 129, which is great, but I would say we have almost like probably 150, 200 more that are just like coming to core, et cetera. So we don't have their contact info, so say, or have a point of contact yet. Um, but it's certainly you're working on winning. That. We are working on that. Yes, yeah. yeah we want to build that bridge because yeah, if they're a regular attendee of Core Coffee, we need to be building that bridge to you know connect them into the community. And that's we've been talking about that recently as a staff. We said how can we better build that bridge so that they can be you know, extended that invite. So we don't we don't want a student to come and just be in core coffee for four years and have never been invited to join a Bible study. Mm-hmm. That's that's a failure on our part, yeah. right? So we need to make sure as a staff and even training our student leaders to be attentive to who's coming in our doors and kind of give them the tools to be able to actually accompany someone and then know when the right time is to extend that invite to go to something deeper when they're ready. Nice. So mm-hmm. how are you preparing yourselves for that? Uh, like what? What are what yeah. are the conversations looking like? What yeah, you it's you know one. That's very important. It is. Very, it's very important. Yeah. Um, certainly, we want to keep the fire alive in our student leaders' hearts of why they're doing this. Because if they're on fire for their faith, it's naturally going to flow out into every single conversation they have. So, continuing to offer what we offer them, whether it's retreats or you know all the sacraments, etc. Like we want to keep pouring in resources to their heart and these opportunities to continue encountering Christ so that they just are on fire and ready to share it with anyone. Um, but then really giving them formation of, okay, how, what does it look like to accompany someone and have these deeper conversations and really getting them to get out of this fear that they have of, you know, 
I don't want to intrude or I don't want to make someone upset or anything or I don't I don't know about the, enough about the faith to be able to even have these conversations so we're really trying to empower them so like no you are capable of doing this and it's okay to say like I don't know if someone asks you a hard question so it's it's giving them that kind of formation and that kind of courage and a boost of confidence to be able to have these conversations because peer-to-peer is so strong you know to have oh, yeah. have a conversation with a peer being like wait you care about the faith and you're actually taking this seriously it's a very, it's a very strong thing. Didn't bring that up. I mean, yes, exactly. We could like, as a staff, we could invest in someone for years, but then maybe a college student invests in them like a week, and they have a stronger impact than we do right, sometimes. Absolutely. You know, so it's 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 crazy, and yet we have the students that are excited and ready, and so we just want to continue to pour into them and give them what they need to be able to do this work. I was really impressed. I think it was last year, and I think they were from your Newman Center that put mm-hmm. together. And they hosted it here at St. Edward. Yeah. It had nothing to do with it other than mm. turn the lights on, open the doors. Yep. Um, they had like a gathering of all the Catholic colleges yeah. in Chicago. Can you oh, speak yeah. a little bit about that? That, yes. was, that was very cool. <laughs> it is. I got a Chicago, lot of things, but I had nothing to see, do Chicago just, College Catholic. It's this yeah. new initiative by cool. one of our student leaders, Mary. She's Mary. wonderful. So this she's is her amazing. shout out. She's right. just going to she love. <laughs> she is. Go, yeah, Mary. she just um, felt. She's, she's she wonderful. Was too. <clears> she was. Yes. Yes. So she's very convicted. She came back after a retreat one time and said, I want to be a, I don't want to be a fisher of men. I want to be a fisher of students. And we're like, great, let's, let's do this. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Yes, I know. She's wonderful though. So we said, okay, we need to channel this energy. And she did. She had this passion to just unite she saw a need to unite the college centers and just speak because we're all doing the same thing, right? Mm-hmm. Different ways, but um, we tend to silo ourselves and just say, okay, this is my campus reality and this is how we do things. But the reality is we're all trying to make disciples on each of our campuses. So she saw that desire and she reached out to the different leaders at these different college campuses and said, we need to do something together, right? And had this dream of doing Chicago College Catholics. And, but specifically, I think it was, it was kind of because of all the Eucharistic revival stuff, because she wanted to be centered around the Eucharist. She's like, we can unite around the Eucharist for sure. And so it's a lot, she's still doing events. They're like, yeah, we're a Eucharistic people and we need to be united around this thing, especially if we're going to do the work that we do on our campuses. So yeah, I'm very proud of her. And it's really exciting to see a young person like gets so excited to like unite and you know evangelize and especially centered around the Eucharist now more than ever, which is what we need. Mm-hmm. It was awesome. She's, yeah. She, yeah, she's, yeah, it was cool. And uh, <laughs> tell her, tell her, she's, they're welcome back. Good, yes. Year or two. Yeah. It wasn't that long ago. It was Lent. Mm-mm. It was during this right. past Lent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they want to do round two. You yeah. Well, welcome them with open arms. We love it. So yes. what is, I'm curious, you, mm-hmm. with college students, I guess, what's, what are some of the bigger questions on their heart? What are some of the bigger obstacles yeah. that they're overcoming? What's, mm-hmm. what's happening with college students Sure, these days? yeah, it's interesting because especially college is such a crucial time to learn who you are, whose you are, mm-hmm. and what you believe, right? Mm-hmm. And so a lot of them are coming in with these, like, deep questions of just like yeah what's what's the point of life and you know some of those things are like oh my goodness what yeah what an easy question (laughs) (laughs) but I think ultimately the biggest question we see is just it's all rooted in identity um a lot of students either don't believe their true identity of being a blessed you know or a beloved uh son or daughter and or they don't feel like they fit the mold of what that should look like um 
in Catholic Eyes. So we're actually investing in that and having those kind of conversations now. Um, we're doing men's and women's weekends and formation and such just to say, yeah, like what does it mean to be a beloved daughter, a beloved son of God, um, and how that can look differently depending on who you are because of who you are, right? And so we're doing that. And also there's been a lot of conversation around healing um, and freedom. So that's kind of our theme this year, I guess, is just freedom. So we just had our fall retreat. We called it Embracing Freedom, just what is it going to take to get to freedom and authentic freedom, right? It's trust in God, trust in others, trust in yourself. And so we want to take those steps towards that, but we need to be healed first, right? And so we have a whole series now on hope and healing. And we have Father Connor giving some talks about, yeah, what is freedom and what is healing and how can you start that work knowing that it is a process. It's not a flick of a switch and then you're healed, right? It is a process. And so we're just noticing a lot of students are struggling with this, and so we want them to know, hey, you're not alone. Everyone needs healing, um, so we're going to do this together. But also, yeah, we want to walk with you through that healing mm-hmm. so we can ultimately reach that freedom that we all desire. But it's just like, I think, because we, I don't know if you're mm-hmm. aware of this, but Totus is the missionaries, they will train here right. on our campus. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's just a remarkable group of young people. Yeah, they're always good. Every single year. Yeah. A remarkable group of young people. Well, uh, an alum right here. Yeah. Bell, Right? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Producer right. Mel. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, Peter Sabini. Yeah. He's our one of our alum. Now, yeah. Proud alum. Yeah. But like, I would say every year, a third to maybe even a half of the Totus Tutus missionaries mm. from UIC. Yeah. Like it's, uh, that speaks yeah. volumes. I mean, yeah. the, you've got young people willing to give up a summer of their lives sure. to, to reach and to evangelize mm-hmm. people that are even younger than themselves. Yeah. That's, that's a beautiful testament. Yeah, and it's exciting to see them come back after a summer like that, just so on fire, and then it's like, okay, let's channel that energy yeah. <laughs> into something. Into our mm-hmm. daily parking lot bash. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> daily. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, daily parking lot party. <laughs> so what is, I, obviously, the Holy Spirit's involved, yeah. and, and you keep Christ at the center, so I'm not mm-hmm. downplaying the importance mm-hmm. of those spiritual realities. Mm-hmm. But those aside, yeah. What's your secret sauce? What's what is making what you do so successful? Yeah, yeah, certainly. Any, yeah. any campus minister is going to say, "Oh, well, we put Jesus at the center." Right. And I'm sure they I... all think that they do. Yeah. But I go, what is your your secret? What do you think is your secret sauce sure. in UIC? Honestly, I mean, I know we said don't say Jesus, but <laughs> I think it is Jesus because we have uh, kind of core values at our Newman Center, and our first one is divine intimacy. And so our whole staff prays a holy hour every single day That's together. Huge. It's huge. Yeah. And it's unheard of because a lot of times we say, oh, well, like I'm praying with students, so that's my spiritual cup being filled, right? But it's not. So I think that in and of itself is is huge because then we're all united in prayer and, and reminded daily of why we're doing what we're doing, yeah. right? Can and growing in our own. Your values? Because that's huge. That's yeah. Awesome. Uh, divine intimacy, excellence. Empower, empower for everyone yeah. staff. Yeah. Yeah, so the focus missionaries are required as part of their um, formation. Is that they're required as a team to do a holy hour every day? Mm -hmm. Usually, sometimes they'll have to do it together, but... Yeah, yeah, and then of course our chaplains are, so it's just my... You answered my question without... not by not answering my question, but yeah. a lot of people will say, yeah, Jesus is the center of everything we do, but they're not doing daily holy hours, and they're not, you know, they're not celebrating the liturgy reverently, Mm -hmm. and they're not not talking Mm -hmm. about what the church teaches sure. we're not doing, or you know what I mean so yeah. that's why I just I'm, I'm, I knew mm-hmm. Jesus at the center of what you're right. doing I know he's the secret sauce yeah. but to actually see you know whether it's a parish mm-hmm. or a Newman Center or a 
Catholic organization like Lumen Christi mm-hmm. that's actually putting their money where their mouth is. Right. That that is, and that's what people need to mm-hmm. remember and understand that it's more mm-hmm. than just saying like, oh yeah, let's pray in our Father together, and we know Jesus is here, and mm-hmm. then let's just go do whatever our own plans are. Yeah. But it's, if it's our plans, they're gonna fail. Right. Yeah. yeah. So I think your Newman Center is successful because you know that's the Lord's plans yeah. that you gotta fulfill. There's no other way to explain the massive amount of growth that we've had. It's, yeah, it's insane, and the Lord continues to bless every. And even just coming off retreats and such, just hearing the graces that these students are experiencing, you know, they're, they're truly encountering Christ, which is so beautiful to witness. And, and, yeah, and then we're like, okay, what are we going to do with that? Like, let's, let's continue to grow here, knowing that we're all on this journey together. And then our ultimate goal, then, is to send them out to be this, you know, flame, <laughs> literally, yeah. in these parishes. Because a lot of them do stay in Chicago. So we need to, like... They become directors of marketing. And yeah, exactly. Media, <laughs> exactly. Science, junior high science teachers. Yes. Yeah. yeah, we are sending them out to the workplace. So we want to do the best that we can with the short amount of time that we have with them to have them, you know, poten- set, up, set up the potential for this encounter with Christ so that then they desire to put him at the center of every single thing they do, and then we can send them out to these workplaces and these parishes just completely alive and ready to continue growing. Just do, go ahead. Oh, I can, yeah, we do. Oh, so we have an open house. house. It is. It's next week, though. So oh, yeah. Okay. So we have. So yeah, we have. It's in the past. Yeah. It's in the past. In the past when we recorded this, but yeah, we have different opportunities to get plugged in and to follow. I mean, we have an Instagram, JP Number Two Newman um, Facebook page. We have our website, JP Two Newman dot org. So. There's a lot of opportunities, and we invite anyone to come to our masses and just come and see, like, come and see, you know, come and see the goodness that's happening there. I mean, you'll see there's so many students who are just like, this is amazing. Bless you all. It's It's so so good. Becca, thanks for all that you do for the church. Thanks for being on our podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me. And if you missed it, Becca made a very good pun about being a flame because USC. Yeah, there it is. Yeah. Uh, there it is. Little Easter. If you if you explain the joke, you ruin it, right? Yeah. So yeah. I just ruined you ruin it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. This is Ed Talks, where we hope to inspire saints who inspire saints to build the kingdom of God. Amen. Amen. Awesome. Yay. Thanks, Becca. Yeah. That was great. Yeah. That was great. Good. Uh,